This is Escape from the Burnout Society, a podcast dedicated to prevent and overcome chronic stress and burnout. It is also a dialogue with many experts around the world in the fields of health, mindset and lifestyle. I hope you enjoy it. Check for more information on our website www.escapeburnoutsociety.com And welcome to Escape from the Burnout Society podcast. I am your host, Gabriela Guzman. And uh, this is the second part of uh, an interview. Uh, we started uh, the last time with uh, Francisco Valentin. And um, if you haven't heard it, I would really advise you to do that because you will understand much better where we're going to talk about. But I can explain very quickly that uh, Francisco Valentin suffered a car accident an NDE, that's a near-death experience, many years ago. It was really a very bad accident. It's a miracle that he survived. And uh, after many years of not really thinking a lot about this accident, something happened that changed his life. Later on, he started writing the transcripts. And this episode is about especially the message he has to give to the world, which is very important at this moment. And one of the biggest reasons I am asking him to uh, be at Escape from the Burnout Society, but it was such a long story that we had to split it in two. So, uh, Francisco, welcome back. Welcome again. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Well, Francisco, in the last episode we were talking, the last thing we were talking about was this this um, dichotomy, you know, this, this uh, polarity you have in your life, you know, the person who is spiritual is becoming spiritual, and this this part of the world that is not spiritual at all is, is quite materialistic and and that um, it's quite difficult for you to <clears throat> to live with those two worlds. And um, but I would like to um, ask you um, about the transcripts. Tell tell us uh, you, you already explained that they 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 uh, they started uh, after this experience you had with your son. Um, you start writing them. Um, what are they and what are they for? Yes. Uh, the transcript are insights of higher truth uh, given by those ascended masters known as the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom as I receive, perceive, and transcribe from time to time, uh, making reference to the origin and purpose of life. And the message this time is coming without theological ties this time around. Now, as to the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom, uh, some people want to call them ascended masters, other ones to call them uh, uh, spirit guides, uh, or many other names that are given, but Actually, I said ascended master because that's the only way people can relate to, to what it is. Uh, but I ask, one time I asked the question, who are you? Because if you're going to channel uh, somebody from the other side, you want to know who you're channeling. So I ask, who are you? How can I identify or know who are you? And the response that I got was this inner voice that told me, uh, 
Name calling limits the source through reasoning. Rather say that it comes from the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom. Now, if you listen to those words, they're kind of awkward, I, I should say. Name calling limits the source through reasoning means that if you are the source and I give you a name or you give me a name, I'm going to be limiting you to what you're gonna talk about. For instance, just to give you an example, if an entity would say that is saint whatever, and start talking about Buddha, is gonna go in conflict with who that entity claims to be. So instead of calling names, just say that it called from the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom. Now, when I say collect, when they say collective forces of knowledge and wisdom, and as I interpret, because I am the one who gets the message, that's when I understood that there were more than one. In fact, uh, some transcripts are, uh, are done in a way of poetry uh, from one that I learned to call the poet. But then there's another ones that are like scolding you, like giving you a lecture. And that's the one that I, I learned to call, and this is me, that I called themselves uh, uh, the scolder. And there's, there's the teacher because of the beautiful way it explained things. And a few others then come and go, but I know that they are exactly from the group of Ascended Masters, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, when I started uh, channeling, uh, actually, uh, they started in a very simplified way, and they started moving deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But most of the channeling comes from, I, I don't want to say conversations, but for instance, uh, let me show you the modality in which it happens. Uh, I could be, for example, working in my backyard, doing something, and suddenly this inner voice made me stop uh, by telling me something in relation to what's happening. Then I felt compelled to uh, go to my room or to my office and start recording. Uh, other times, like I said in the beginning, uh, waking me up in the middle of the night. But the thing that happened in the middle of the night is that I got burned for not sleeping. And I told them, wait a minute, uh, I cannot this any longer. I, you need to give me a break. You need to oh, either, either let's do it during the day, let's, whatever you want. But let's, let's put a stop to this of waking up in the middle of the night. And... Uh, Yes, it started happening during the day, in the morning hours, sometimes they squeeze in the middle of the night. But now we got to the point that, I mean, we have been doing this for over 10 years. Uh, now it gets to the point that I can be watching TV uh, with my wife. Suddenly I see some image or something that happened on, on, on the TV and uh, I get this inner voice, you see what happened there? This is because of this idea. So I have to get up, get to my room, put the recording, uh, it's not that I go into a trance, okay? I do not go into a trance. 
I just simply uh, receive their intent. Now, let me explain what an intent is. The intent precedes the thought. It goes before the thought. First, you have an intent. That intent becomes a thought. That thought becomes an action or reaction or inaction, and then you manifest, okay? So when I say a thought, let me give you a good example. Uh, I mean, an intent. Uh, imagine that there's uh, people riding bicycles or car in a crossroad and they're crashing all the time. You first have the intent to solve the problem, not the thought, the intent. Your original intent is to solve a problem. When you have that intent in mind, then there comes a thought. How am I going to do this? But the intent comes first, the intent of doing good. How am I going to do this good through this experience? Then the thought comes of how to do it. Then you come up with ideas, then you take action, and you end up building a stop sign. You see? So the intent precedes the thought. That means that I received their intent. I have to put it in words because I lived the experience that they want to show me. And then I put it in writing. Let me give you an example. Uh, for example, uh, I don't know if you know uh, the late Edgar Casey. He was. Uh, uh, transmedium. He went into a trance, but he didn't remember anything of what he said. He relied on his long life secretary to, to do what, what they learned to call readings. So he read it and he understood, you see. Then there are many other uh, channelers that they go into a trance, others we call more or less, but then they say, well, you know, this is what I got. Uh, I don't know how to make uh, out of this. This is for you. You know, just let me know if it works or, or not put it in a shell. In my case, it's different. In my case, when I get the intent, it is like, for example, uh, get a match. I know what a match is, even though I never knew that, that this is a match. Strike it down with your finger. And as I put my finger and it hurts, then okay, go and teach. In other words, I go through the experience first of that original intent, so I can then put it in words, so I can explain in as many ways as possible, because I already have the knowledge and now it's up to me to explain it in words. In other words, when I do a transcript, when I transcribe it, I know exactly what was the intent behind those words. So if you don't understand one given transcript or, or one article from the transcript, I can go like that and I know exactly what was the intent be, be, behind those words. So that's how I receive the information. Now, do I channel other, other spiritual beings? No. Do I go to a trance? No. Can I do it uh, if you ask me to? No. It is, 
It is, they come as they come, period. Uh, for example, I know that right, right now they're with me. I know they're helping me uh, speak because I am very shy. <laughs> I am very shy. I don't like, I don't like any of this, but I do it because I'm doing my end of the bargain. So I learn to love it. I learn to like it. I learn to 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 express myself in ways that I wasn't able to do before. You see. So yeah, those are the transcripts. Uh, Five hundred in numbers and counting. Right now, I'm publishing. Uh, I'm still publishing transcripts from 2012, and many of those transcripts, I. I can see now 10 years from that original source when it came out, 10 years, I can see what they said back then and how they manifest today. So imagine how much this little brain of mine must have in knowledge that I still cannot talk about because I still need to be up to date with the transcript so people can understand at a deeper level, but uh, but the transcript is not the only experience that I have had ever since. Because in 2012 I had a, an experience, and in 2013 I had another experience. The 2012 experience was on the negative side, what people might call uh, the dark night of the soul. I don't know if you heard that expression, yes. uh, where I went deep, deep down into almost committing suicide by an entity of ill intent uh, that wanted to cut me off, <laughs> I should say, but because I was able to overcome it. Uh, then in 2013, I had an astral experience inward towards the center of the soul, uh, actually to the source, to the origin of life. So I can literally can explain in great details who we are, where we are, where we come from, and how to get there. And that's another hour. That's <laughs> another hour, yeah. <laughs> you know, about the, the night of the, the, of the soul, I mean, I'm, I'm interested because, well, look, there are, many, there are many people maybe also listening that will say like, Francisco, I'm very sorry. I love your story, but I just cannot cope with uh, this, you know, it's because why, you know, if you have never, ever had uh, an experience that is transcendental, you might say like, well, I'm also very logical. I'm a very, uh, you know, skeptic, maybe even. So I cannot understand this. But having said that, um, when you read the transcripts you write, because I've been reading them for already quite some months, it doesn't matter if you believe the story or not. You know, because it, it is not so much about Francisco Valentin and everything that has to do with it, but it is about what it's written that really lets you think for a while. And it's, there are sometimes what I was saying on the, on the first episode, there were sometimes very abstract, sometimes are like almost logical, like, oh yeah, well, that, that can be. But it, it's always a matter of thinking and going inside. You really have to go inside for a while before you can understand a bit about of the transcript. And 
and that's something I it really catch, caught my attention when I was reading them because, uh, well, I have been reading lots, lots about stress, anxiety, and how to calm, how to meditate, and so many, so many ways to 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 go inside and feel, you know, peace, just to be at ease, and. Uh, so every Sunday when you send the transcript, because I read it, I get it every Sunday. <laughs> and the best thing part of it is you should listen to this. They're, they're for free. Yeah. <laughs> the transcripts are for free. So it will cost you nothing. Is that you get this Sunday morning. I mean, I put my classic music, you know, it's like a kind of ritual we have at home. And then I read them. And sometimes I go back and sometimes I look for another one. I just really think and go inside, and then it 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 does something with you, whether you like it or not. Is do they do something with you? But you are not most of the times very aware of it, mm-hmm. and that's also yeah. very magical about that. The the beauty of the transcript is that, like I said, it's nothing new. What they what the transcript actually are doing is they're they're bringing forward the long forgotten concept of oneness uh, where you understand who you truly are at the deepest level. Uh, In fact, you are the sum total of all your experiences since the first movement took form. Now, that's quite deep. So, so, So people, your audience will say, well, what was the first movement? Well, for Christians, Christians will know that, you know, that uh, actually Christians, uh, Islam and Jewish, they, they, they do uh, believe in the same God, but they are all over the place. Uh, what the transcript brings forward is through the long forgotten concept of oneness is that you've always been the one. You've always been the one alive, the one evolving, uh, because you are the sum total of all your experience since the day you were born, right? And that's an undeniable fact that nobody can deny. You are the sum total of all your experience since you were born. So everything that happened to you after you're born made you who you are today based on your experience, the way you have think things, the way you think, the way you believe things, what you have learned, all that you put together in a blender and you become who you are today, based on your experience, how, how, you, how you interpreted them is what makes you who you are today. So, so that, that makes you unique in that sense. But you're also the sum total of all your experiences since creation took form. So that means that even before you were born, you already brought with you experiences from previous lives. For example, right now, you're the sum total of part of your mother, part of your father, and part of who you always been. So here you are in this lifetime with these two beings that brought you to life and you become part of them because you know that you have some of your father and you have some of your mother in you 
some battles that you have with things from your parents that you have to deal with, plus the thing that you have to deal with from your own self. So imagine how complex this is. So being that the sum total of all your experiences the day you were born and taking it back to being the sum total of all your experiences since creation took form can be a test by your ability to connect with your lost loved ones. Those mediums, those channelers that you can see. If you today can speak with your grandma, your grandpa from the other side, and you realize that they are alive as I was alive when I died in 1979, fully alive and doing very well, by the way, because I didn't want to come back. That's when you realize that previous life has a lot to do with your present. There are things that I have in me that I know that do not come from my parents. I have this innate ability to play uh, wind instruments that you could say, I don't know where that come from. Yeah, from previous life, but in this life, I just chose to keep them as a hobby. I didn't want to develop them, but you give me a wind instrument and I'll play it, period. See, on the other hand, I fear heights. And you say, well, I don't know where they're coming from, but I've come from a previous life, you see? So there are fears, but also there are gifts that you have developed in previous lives that you bring with you, and that makes you unique, see? So further down the road, you're not all also the sum total of all your experiences since creation took form from experience over experience over, over experience over experience making you who you are today, but you are in true essence, the sum total of all your experience since that first movement took form. So what is that first movement that took form? This is where the concept of oneness come to play because we're one. Have you heard the expression we're one? A lot of people love that expression. Oh, we're one, we're one. And they, you know, they talk about it very amusingly. But do, do you really know what that means? That we all are one? In fact, the transcript says, uh, don't do harm to anyone because you don't, don't do harm to anyone uh, because that's something that you don't want to be done to you. Because whatever harm you do to others, you're actually doing it to yourself. And that's come from the principle of we're one. People have interpreted like what goes around comes around or karma or cause and effect, call it whatever you want. You're always gonna get back to you. So don't do harm to anyone because whatever harm you do to others, you're doing it to yourself. And that's come from the concept of oneness. So if we are one and come from one, then who we are if not the one itself, expressing itself in individually form. That's very deep, that's very deep. And a lot of people will say, wait, wait a minute, where I, 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 and it does make all the sense in the world when you start thinking about it. So when you read the transcript, you have to understand that what they're bringing forward is that whole concept of oneness. 
uh, at different levels in different, I mean, they are like, like bits and pieces of information because not everything can be put together at once. Uh, you're gonna read transcripts that are very easygoing, others that are very, very uh, deep. Uh, some are questionable, but it is us, the one who are not understanding because uh, one time I was told by the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom that truth is one, interpretations many. But the truth is one. People say there is no absolute truth. Yes, there is an absolute truth. For example, there's one absolute truth that, I, that you have to test of its validity. You are the sum total of all your experiences since the day you were born. That's an absolute truth. You cannot deny that. So if you cannot deny one, how are you going to deny the second one and the third one? See? What we know here is relative truth because it's relative to what we have been taught. For example, and I don't want to put uh, religion down, I'm just giving you one example. I was born and raised Catholic. So I was indoctrinated to believe in a system since childhood, not because I chose, because it was given to me. So this is the way it is, period. And if you don't do this, you're gonna go, you know where. Oops, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna question that? Are you gonna work away from that now without thinking, well, maybe if you were wrong and uh, I was right and then I missed the boat because now I believe in you. You, you see the, para the paradox here? It is very, very highly confused. Unless you have the experience yourself, it's gonna be hard to believe. And I can attest to that because being the analytical in me, if I wouldn't have gone through all these stages, changes, spiritual um, experiences in my life, I wouldn't be here talking to you. See? So, so understanding who we are at our deepest level is what will give us peace of mind. The one that we need in this turmoil that we're living here right now. And as you mentioned about the dark night of the soul that people uh, get worried and people say, you know, uh, Francisco, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, I love it. I'm very, very inspirational. But the truth is that- We are killing <laughs> I mean, each other. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I want out. Well, let me tell you what happened to me if, you're, if, if you give me the time, because I think sure. it's very important for your audience. <clears throat> And I haven't spoken this uh, before, but I think this is the, the, the moment to do so for your audience. Uh, in 2012, uh, uh, as I was uh, receiving the transcript, I got intercepted by uh, an entity or more than one, I don't know, of ill intent trying to deviate me from all this like a battle of good and evil, kind of. And uh, it intercepted me. And because I never got, um, because I was never had formal training on these matters, I was naive and I let, let it get in. So I opened the door out of curiosity, who are you? So I get this uh, 
very dense, deep, dense uh, feeling, uh, not very comfortable feeling. So I got out of the trance, let's say, or connection. And, uh, and I kept wondering, what was that? So the next time I was in a trance, it'll, it intercepted again. And I let it in out of curiosity because I didn't know. So as I let in, I asked again, who are you? And it got me into this darkness where I was going deep into darkness to the point that I just felt that I was going down or whatever. I mean, remember, it's a perception, okay? So, so what I'm giving you is not an actual event, but a perceptive way of understanding things. For example, it's like when you meet someone that gives you good vibes and you want to hug him, or you walk next to someone that you kind of, ooh, I don't like that energy, kind of like that, okay? So the second time I let it in, but as soon as I realized that it was getting a little bit too dark, I got out. But at the third time, uh, something happened that it just got inside me. And it started making me believe things that were not true. Uh, I am not going to give details, but I can tell you that it almost made me commit suicide. I was actually, I was actually uh, ready to do it, planning to do it, and it was going to be done perfectly because I even had a plan how to do it. Uh, you could say that I went crazy, but I wasn't crazy. I was just being fed information that it was totally, totally, totally out of place. And, and then you feel like a depression, you could say, or no. how was your mood? You weren't. No. No, you were feeling it, it was, normal. It was, it, was, it was bringing me facts that they were not facts of something that had happened that it never happened. And it made me believe it in such a way that I said, if this is true, I don't want to keep with life anymore. If this whole thing was a lie, get me out of here. I don't want to deal with this. I want out. And it made me do a perfect plan to get out. So I was ready to go out, except that I had this intervention uh, from, uh, from someone that I met uh, while I was learning everything about uh, channeling and so forth. And that something made me make a phone call. So I called this person and I told this person, tell me, is it what I'm thinking true or not? And the person said, it seems true. And I hung up the phone. And as soon as I hung up the phone, the person called me back again and said, spirits want me to go to you. Can I go to you? And said, no, and I hung up. Because I was, I was fully decided to do the thing that I wanted to do. Second time, same thing. I said, no. The third time I said, yes, but promise me that you're gonna come alone. You're not gonna come with, anyone else or anything like that, because I'm not crazy, blah, 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 blah. As soon as that person came into my house an hour later, because 
this person was very distant from my home. That person told me, went immediately into a trance and told me, you cannot do this. This is not your time. If you do this, you're not gonna get out of this because when, when you are on the other side, it's gonna be much, much harder to deal with this than in the physical world. And it started explaining to me everything that happened, blah, 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 blah. And it took me close to a year to actually get rid of that entity saying, no, it's, I know it's not true, I know it's not true, but keep pushing, 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 pushing. That person took me out of my intent of committing suicide. So my message to those who are even thinking about it, because of my living experience, I will bluntly say, don't you dare to do it. Why? I'm gonna tell you why. Because had I accomplished what this entity wanted to do, I knew that it was an entity, but most people don't even realize that they have entities acting uh, and making them do things or think of things. Like for example, when you have an, an, a negative thought, get it out of your head because maybe it's not you. Most likely it's not you and it's somebody else, if you know what I mean. Have I accomplished my purpose? I would have left my wife, widow, my children without a father. Then I would have realized that it was all a lie. Can you imagine the living hell I would have been living while on the other side in a spiral to nowhere but deeper, getting deeper and deeper and deeper into remorse? into not being able to fix what I did wrong. Because at that time, I didn't think of any of that. I just wanted to just get rid of this. And I wasn't going to get rid of it. It was going to get worse. And why worse? Because we here on earth, we have the limitation of the physical body. On the other side, we don't have a limitation because the mind is limitless. So you can imagine the perpetuity that I would have had have I done what I was wanting to do, knowing what I left be behind and what I did being a total lie and not being able to come back to repair things, to make amends, to fix things up. So don't dare to do it. Do not do it. Look for help, look for guidance. I mean, I am open to anyone who to, wants to contact me to that effect because I lived through the experience. I'm not telling you this because I read it in a book, search it on the internet or have a title of psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever you want to call it. I know from firsthand experience what it is to go to the other side, wanting to commit suicide. So don't, don't. And, uh, and the negative, it's all over, it's all over the place. Wow. Yeah, well, that's, um, I, I heard this uh, part uh, just a little bit um, in another interview you had, and uh, um, there, um, I think there, there, there's a part of us 
that might be afraid of this this like negative huh, that is around mm -hmm. and um how can we deal with that how can we deal with this i mean you listen to it i mean there was something was curiosity actually what mm -hmm. made you open to this kind of information right and how can we defend ourselves from this how we can oh, that's that's very simple stay centered if you stay centered within yourself knowing who you are and where you came from you will have no doubt about it the problem is that we don't know where we are we don't know where we're heading we don't know if after we die we might end up god knows where out of ignorance we just don't know so we follow whatever we listen to and we uh, try to uh, be complacent or com compliant with whatever we hear. And, uh, and this is the thing, uh, when somebody feels depressed, they, I mean, they start putting you in medication. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's the worst thing that you can do because even, even there's a lot of medicine that, that today uh, they are being prescribed that, that it gives you uh, suicidal thoughts. Come on, what, what are we talking about? We're taking medication that, that inspire us to commit suicide? No, I mean, we need to focus ourselves into who we truly are and our true nature. So that way we can understand, once we understand who we are, where we came from and what's our ultimate life purpose, all we need to do is stay focused. That's all it is. The problem is that nowadays you cannot believe anyone of anything. And people might be uh, listening to me and, and say, ah, oh, this guy is full of it because you know he, he or it says that it's differently. Well, don't believe everything that you read, just for starters. So, uh, listen to your heart, listen, listen to your soul. Uh, it's like I, I learned a long time ago, uh, I can no longer, to give you an example, I can no longer watch scary movies, horror movies. That's that's out of my league. I mean, I don't do that anymore. Why? Because I know. <laughs> you see, I know. But if out of ignorance, uh, you start watching movies or, or going to sleep with, uh, with uh, after having watched those movies of today's with so much blood and so much... I mean, uh, it, it is overwhelming. So, so your mind gets attracted to that. And you're actually feeding those negative entities from the other side. I mean, people don't want to talk about this, but for example, in the spirit world, there's a lot of guidance. There's a lot of uh, souls or, or spirits, whatever you want to call it, that are assisting you, that are next to you. I, I still communicate with my mother from time to time, and she died in the year 2000. I still have communication with my grandfather that he died when I was about five years old. I don't remember his face, but I feel his energy. And that's what counts. Because we don't go anywhere. We are just a thought. We are mind. So, so going here, going there, that's just perception. That's just perception. They're here with us, everything at different levels, but still everything is within, not outside. 
I don't know why people still pray and look at the sky. What, what are you looking for at the sky if everything is inside us? See, we need to focus on that. We need to learn to listen to ourselves and stop listening to other things that don't make sense. It's like, for example, when people say, all, all we need is love, think of love, it's a state of mind. Love and peace is a state of mind. Fear is a state of mind. Doubt is a state of mind. Everything that comes to your thought is a state of mind. So get out of that state of mind and move into another direction. See? Yeah. And, and, and look, uh, uh, I'm very happy you talked about this because it's a kind of taboo to talk, talk about suicide and suicidal thoughts. And, and it is, uh, it's just a coincidence, but I'm going to interview someone who has been there as well. And, um, um, uh, and afterwards, uh, she became an artist. So it, it was, it, it has a very happy ending, fortunately. Um, but we all like know. Mine. I had a happy ending. <laughs> you also have a happy ending, but of course we know people and that they didn't have a happy ending at all. Uh, so it's very good to, from you to tell them this message, uh, where do they have to look at, which is inside, but then not at the bad part of it, which is, as you would say, maybe it's more a lie than a, than, than a truth. Um, and of course, uh, uh, the messages you send every week can help people to find this center, because that's my next question, actually. You, you told me some days ago that, that it, was, it, it has helped you, all the tense transcripts, and of course your experience has helped you to uh, find out who you are and why you are here. So I thought, oh, that's a fortunate guy. <laughs> Someone who knows who he is and why he's here. Well, I don't know so many people would say that, but is that a relief or a burden? Uh, both. <laughs> well, it's a relief because I know exactly what I need to do. The hard part is doing it. Because we have been trained to do it differently for so long. That when you start changing things and fixing things, you are going to get a lot of resistance from the outside world. And even from yourself. Bad habits, they say, that are hard to break. So uh, I'm still working, but at least I have a sense of direction, which that makes me feel uh, in peace with myself. And uh, learn that I should not lack doing what I need to do, that I need to keep moving forward, that I need to put myself up to date. Uh, work hard into fixing anything wrong in me. And as you begin to, to open yourself to the spiritual way, and you start realizing of all the things that you thought at first that they were okay, or you know that wouldn't hurt anyone, or they're just simply, you know, things happen. That's when you start looking for ways to make amends. 
that doesn't mean that you're going to come to your childhood friend and tell them, you know, that little car, I stole it from you. You know, you don't do that. <laughs> if that person <laughs> forgot about it, don't give him a Don't make him say, oh, you know, so don't go there. But but help others. Uh, go go toward others and try to make amends through others. Uh, I mean, if you have a friend that you did something wrong and you feel the, the need to apologize because that person may have some still resentment, please do so. You know, fake things up. Okay, but don't go there to, you know, to make someone miserable when they didn't know that you were the one who messed it up and they already <laughs> forgot. And now you're telling them that you're going to make it. Now they don't want to talk. They don't want to know. About, they don't, they don't want to do anything to do with you. <laughs> don't mess it up. So you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so don't go crazy trying to fix and say, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? I'm going to forgive this. I'm going to forgive that. No, no, no. Everything has a time and space. But the thing is that you start uh, working with yourself, fixing things up, trying to do good. Uh, for example, what better example than me? I sold my business portfolio. I was making good money. I sold everything. And I right now have nothing. And this, what I do, the time that I'm spending with you is my way to make my end of the bargain. They gave me back life to do a job that I need to do. And I'm going to do it. And I'm not worried about resources because they're coming in no matter what they have my back all i do is focus on what i'm doing and helping others and spread the word because once you know who you are where you came from and what's your ultimate life purpose man you got it made the problem here is the doubt people start doubting what if what he's saying is not true? What about what is written here? What is what they taught me? And that's when the conflicts start coming in. And people, if it's if the changes that 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 they see that they'll have to make, they're too much, they just whoop, block it out. No, I don't want to go there. I have a happy life here. Why, why do I want to have a miserable life? Well. It might be miserable at one point, but then when, when you see the changes in your life, when you become a new self, when you change your state of mind, when you start changing, I'm getting life reviews uh, all the time. As I'm opening myself into this spiritual realm, knowing who I am, I, every so often I get a smack behind my head reminding me of this thing that I did wrong back then. And I feel so terrible of what I did that at that point, I thought that it didn't hurt anyone, but it did. And I feel it. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna run to that person or whatever I did and, and fix it. It's a work on myself. I need to realize what I did wrong and not do it again. That's all it takes. Don't do it again. Fix it in your mind. Fix it in your action. Don't do it again. Get it out of your system. Become enlightened. Don't start 
chasing and putting check marks of everything that you've done. No, just fix it and move on. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable because once you realize of all the things that you have done throughout your lifetime, you're going to be miserable. It's just acknowledging and let it go. Let it go and move on. Remember the intent. First, you have that intent. If that intent is to do good, that's all you need. Knowing that is good. Because I remember back in the days, I thought that this, doing this it was good. Now I know it's not good. Um, uh, I can give you many examples, but 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 let, let's 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 stay here. <laughs> let's <stick to> this. <laughs> yeah, but I guess that's the problem about everyone, uh, Francisca. I mean, we all think we are doing good, and uh, sometimes we just don't know, and we are unable to see the reach and the scope of the acts we do and the things we say, the words we speak. So uh, I think it's also part of the game. But uh, the positive part about the, the message is, I mean, as I also have understood, well, the first thing was like, okay, let, let's imagine, of course, I also have it a little bit from firsthand, but let's say we are, it's good news that we are not going to die. I mean, no, you would no. So if you only already start there, you know there was the, the there is a, a life after we leave this body. That's already quite a good good news. I would be very very happy about that. It was this a kind of relief because we all think, oh, we have to do this before we die, and you know it's all this this kind of hasty decisions we we make because we only have one life. But you will think we are going to go on in another form or in another, like you say, in another stage. It's like a transformation more than a, a death. That's already quite a good news. And yeah. um, but but yeah. but, but uh, keep an eye on this. Uh, and this I learned from firsthand experience also. Uh, when you go to the other side, you're still going to be yourself, okay? So if you did wrong, if you're mischievous, you're not going to become an angel out of the blues. You're still going to be mischievous. There's, there's a very old phrase from, from old scriptures that says, there's a term. As above, so below. Have you heard that? As above, so below. Mm -hmm. uh, there's good. There's evil. Uh, everything that happened on earth happens on the other side. There are good people and bad people. First time experience. Entities of ill intent. Same as those from the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom. Entities of good intent. There's good and there's bad. You can hear stories all over the world of bad entities, mischievous entities, you know, entities that get into people's mind. I bet anyone, I mean, your audience, if, if your audience think a little bit deeper, they will realize that on some point of their lives, one or many times, they have had thoughts that they, have to say, well, where, where did that thought come from? 
you know, where did this idea come from? That's not me. That doesn't come from me. Why did I have that, that thought? See, it happens more often than people think. And if you're dreaming by that, those thoughts, then, well, I believe that jails are full of people, of innocent people doing mischievous things that then they say, I don't remember doing it, or I don't know why I did it. But then again, you have those who actually did it, and then they claim that they didn't know that they were doing it. So, I mean, it is so difficult to decipher between who's telling the truth and who's not. But the fact does exist. A lot of people get bad ideas in their head with motives other than their own to do things. And once they do it, they question themselves, why did I do that? Where did this come from? Pay attention to that. See, the negative and the positive. Same thing with good things. I mean, you can be in the road, you can see a bystander and you want to help. And you say, well, where this is this came from? This, this, this wanting to help this person, wanting to talk to this person and, and wanting to, to do some good and you don't know where it come from. There are also good entities coming and manifesting through you. We are, we are a vessel where, where we allowed the good and the bad. So once you know that, don't allow the bad, stick with the good. And, 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 and once you know, again, who you are and where you come from, you know how to decipher one from the other. Uh, I can explain it through the experience that I have in 2013, but it's gonna take a long time. We probably have to be another interview that we can perform, but it is very important for people to know because I keep saying, once you know, and you'll keep asking me, once you know that, you know, who you are and where you come from, but I haven't really, really talked about it. Knowing who you are and where you came from goes beyond uh, simple words. But, but if I give you the experience that I have in 2013, you'll click immediately with that. Uh, so I don't know if you, wanna, if you wanna do a part three, I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. I'm, there's so much, I mean, but, but for now, for now, for your audience, uh, uh, get into my webpage, read, start read, uh, subscribe, start reading the transcript. You'll get it little by little because there's so much information that I have that I cannot be spitting it out just like that and pretending that everybody get it and start writing down. And I mean, this is way too much, way too much. Yeah. And uh, Francisco, I think uh, my last uh, question uh, would be uh, to ask you if you could maybe uh, share with us a transcript. So people will say, like, how do they uh, how do they look like? Uh, did yeah. you choose something for tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. I do have two transcripts uh, that I want to read to you. Uh, how I got to those two transcripts, I don't know, because I have hundreds of transcripts already in my webpage. Uh, I just allow myself to be open to, to the, their directive. So they gave me two that I chose. Uh, one is very short and one is kind of medium. Uh, so let me give you the first one and let me read it to you. 
okay? Uh, this one is title. And when it comes to the title, I am the one who put the title because once I see the essence, then I try to put it appealing to the people. But this is transcript. Uh, oh, and by the way, the transcripts are written in numerical order. In other words, when you read a transcript, a transcript, for example, this transcript is transcript 12010221 12 means the year. 01 means the month. Uh, 02 is the day and 2115 is the hour. Then I have two more digits, just in case I get more than one transcript uh, or the subject or whatever. So these transcripts are from 2012, back in the days. And I still have transcript from 2022. So you can imagine. Okay, but this is a very short one and it reads as follows. It's titled, I title it, The Resistance to Become One. And it reads as follows. In his eagerness to preserve himself, in this reality that he understands exists, mankind does the impossible to survive. Meaning that if spirituality makes him perish, he will rather let go of spirituality to survive for fear of becoming known and wanting to be something. For fear of loneliness, he will always want to be in company. For fear of doing nothing, following his desire to always be busy, satisfying his personal needs and his creative surroundings while engulfing in himself, he is willing to ignore everything that is handed to him. End of transcript. So this transcript basically is saying that people are blinded. They don't want to hear, they don't want to. If that, if, if spirituality takes them away from what they want, because people nowadays they want to be some somebody. They want, they, they have fear of missing out. They want always to be on the loop. Uh, they want to be always in company of everyone. But if spirituality means getting away from all that and become centered in themselves, mm -mm -mm. people don't want to go there. So they're willing to give us spirituality for what they have here and now not realizing that this is only temporarily. Now, let me give you a quick, very quick story of, that I read a long, long time ago while I was you know, trying to understand spirituality. And I think it's come from the, from the uh, Hindus or something like that. Imagine a mountain one mile high, one mile wide, and one mile long. And imagine that every 100 years, let's say 100 years is a human life, right? Imagine 100 years, a bird holding in its beak 
a silver scarf which brushes across the mountain once every hundred years. The years it will take for that silver scarf to wear down the mountain is how long we have been doing this. Reincarnated and reincarnated and reincarnated. So we have been doing this for so long. And as you read from that transcript, we are holding on to this little speck of time that we just don't want to let go. We're, will, we're willing to let go of spirituality for fear to avoid this. So see how profound that is. For sure, for sure. In very short words. So that's the profoundness of the transcript. Transcripts, and I keep telling people, transcripts are not motivational or inspirational thoughts <laughs> that people like to hear. They're not. They're actually lectures. They're lectures for you to read, to ponder about it. I publish them once a week. It'll take you a week to really, really, really get deep into one transcript before I publish the other one. But if people start reading just because, oh, that's, oh, that's very nice, very sweet, very comforting. And they toss it aside, it's not doing much. Now, let me give you another one. Yes, please. <laughs> now, this one, also from 2012, I titled it, Where Love Could Take, Could Take You. Now, here in this transcript, uh, I need to point out that this transcript came about while I was doing something and I started feeling hungry. So because of I was getting hungry, I was being distracted. So what they do is that they kind of get in, give me that feeling of that they want to tell me something. I stop what I'm doing. I put the recording and I start talking because I allow them to talk. So they start talking about that specific thing that I'm doing. And then they go back, they go deep into any subject. Now in this in this transcript, I already had learned to to cut in between uh, one message and the other, and I know more or less when I have a, a space where I can get in and ask a question and get out to receive the answer. So I'm questioning them right at that point, and then you're gonna see the answer. So let's go with this one. Okay and start with article one. And this one is comprised of 12 articles. And when I say articles, uh, I divide them in articles so people can stop and make reference later on to, the, to, to it, or easier for, for you to point out on this transcript, article 10, it reads like this. So it, it, it's easier for people to, to go back and, and work with that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, and it starts like this. Hunger is none other than a distraction of the soul when it gets bored, frustrated. That's talking to me. Okay? Take the mind away from the original thought 
and give it a rest. Everyone needs a rest. See, while you're playing a sport, you don't feel hunger or even thirst. There's a distraction due to the stress level or depleting energy when your body needs to be replenished, but only because you want to take a pause to whatever you're doing for it becomes a distraction. Talking to me. Then I ask, what about those living in hunger? Are they fully distracted? Are those souls wanting to be distracted and not being faced with reality? Do they want to hold on to their thought and that's why they suffer? In other words, I'm questioning them. Okay, you know, I'm hungry, but what about them? Okay. And this is the answer that I received. Those not willing to deal with the reality of their true nature will dwell on thinking on the negative over and over again, nonstop, blaming others just because that will make them feel in comfort rather than understanding the process and breaking the chain of thoughts leading to suffering. Thinking takes you where you are. It takes you there. But love will get you out of there. Love will take you out of there. Then I intercept and ask, what is love? And this is the answer that I got. Love is none other than movement toward the original goal, to go back in union with that pure thought. But love, as it is interpreted, has other meanings. People have gone straight from the original source of love and created new attributes for holding on to it. Your relationship with your loved ones are relationship you choose to attain. Because of your own thoughts, you desire them. But it is not part of you because you are an individual. And because of your individuality, you keep being who you are. You are that which you are, which is the thought. You take your thought anywhere you want. But do you rather take it down to self-pity? Or do you instead take him to higher level? It is up to you. And that is what I am here to teach, that love is the tool used to detach from the thought, the very thought that takes you to attach to whatever you're holding on to. You see? End of transcript. All right. See, they're very profound. And, uh, and you need to really, really, Read it, put yourself in that situation as if the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom are talking to you because they are. And once you put yourself in that stage of mind, reading every transcript, article by article, knowing deep in your heart that they are talking to you, you're going to get it. All they're doing is bringing back to memory what you never forgot in the first place, but you kept it aside because of lack of support. It is very deep inside you. Remember from the first interview, 
that I said, what I said about uh, you uh, having to do with, uh, ah, I went out. Um, I blacked out. Um, having you to do with uh, that original intent, yeah. that is exactly what he's talking about. Uh, for example, uh, if you put yourself centered into what they are actually talking to you about, you will understand that this is only a reminder of you, of what you have always done since the very, very beginning. And, uh, and you have just put aside, but it's within you. My son told us, told me, and I told you that he remembered as he would have always known. It is the reality of our life experience. We are just bringing back to memory what we never forgot in the first place. When my son told me what he told me, he told me that he felt as he had always known. When I get the transcript, I get the feeling that I have always known. What they're bringing is back to memory what you have always known. Because once you read it, you realize that it does make all the sense in the world. Now, let me go, let, let me go back a little bit further and, and give you one uh, set of words that I was given at one point in time and they wanted me to give at every single lecture that I give. And it reads as follows. If we ever understand that we are one infinite mind, expanding through the physical and spiritual realm limitless, then we will understand that the physical world is only an illusion. Now, if we understand that we are one infinite mind, it doesn't mean that you are an infinite mind, I am an infinite mind, and he is an infinite mind, and that one is an infinite mind. No, it means that we are one. We all are one infinite mind. And that is the long forgotten concept of oneness. We are one infinite mind, ever expanding through the physical and spiritual world, limited. Because the mind is limitless. The physical body is limited. So choose your words. Choose your thoughts. Because they're limitless. And they are limitless in the bad sense and in the good sense. Call it free will. We all do have free will. Use it wisely. Because free will is very powerful. Free will can take you, like it says in the transcript, to self-pity. Or it can take you to higher levels. You choose where you want to be, where you want to go. Because everything is a state of mind. That is what 
the current all con the old long forgotten concept of oneness wants to bring the people. We're one, we're one infinite mind, and we do have one purpose, and that for purpose is to return back home. Home is not a place to dwell, but a state of mind. You can choose to manifest in the physical world as long as you want to. There's no not nothing wrong with it, but do it right. Don't do harm to anyone because whatever harm you do to others, you're doing it to yourself. Change your state of mind and you're gonna change the world. And as you change your mind and change the world, you will change. And by changing, you'll realize who you truly are. And once you know who you truly are, you will no longer want to be in the physical plane. I would rather be in the spiritual way, in the spiritual realm, heading back home, getting closest to the source and not farther away from the source. Because once you're next to the source, you're going to feel so much peace, so much love, so much fullness that you will say the same thing every single person I have known that had had a near-death experience keep telling me and ratifying that that love that is felt on the other side cannot be compared to the love that felt on earth because no matter how you want to explain it, it will always fall short. It's a kind of love that we do not know, we do not understand, because even condition, conditional love is still conditional. Oh, unconditional love to my son until the day you find out that they change it to another child and that's not your child. Damn, what are you going to do? <laughs> yes. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they didn't do what you said they had to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so I mean, I always, I, I always try to make it fun also because not everything is serious, you know, here or there, blah, blah, blah. I like to use analogies that people can understand, people that people can relate to it. Uh, right now, I am concentrated, focusing my life uh, in, in publishing all those transcripts because I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm already 60 and I have 500 transcripts. Do the math. Once a week is gonna take me 10 years, so I need to hurry up. But also I know, I know that I need to do podcasts, I need to do videos, I need to explain things because that information is raw. And there's a lot of people that they need guidance, they need analogies, they need new metaphors so they can understand and realize that, that this is it. This is the message, how things are, without theological ties. If I make reference to God or whatever, it's just making reference for you to understand, but understanding that the way it is is different than what you have been taught. And once you get involved in the transcript, you realize that life can start making sense once again. Because right now life is not making sense. The way it is, the way it's being explained is not making sense. And then there you have some others that say, well, we live only once. Do you understand what that means? That if you live only once and you die and then you cease to exist, so what's the purpose of living? To 
to disappear, not remember anything, or not having anything. So what's the purpose? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Anyways, if you let, let me, I keep going and going and going and stuff. So you, you have to stop. Yeah, no, uh, Francisco, this has been really beautiful. I'm very happy you chose those two. I read one of those, by the way. Oh, and uh, yeah, I did. I did that about the hunger. I read, and um, and indeed, I mean, um, I'm already. Uh, I will never say I'm experienced in these topics at all. But I've been reading a lot the last two years, and uh, and yeah, indeed, it's very very handy when there's someone to uh, give some um, metaphors, or, uh, I mean, comparisons, or any any kind of guidance. Uh, to understand the deep sense of the transcript. So I think you have to to keep being here for like 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to take a little bit more time than what they told you. I'm afraid so. But uh, Francisca, I want really to thank you a lot for all your time. Thank you. It has been really a pleasure and an honor to have you um, and to be um, an instrument to, well, reach more people with the message you have to give. And I will, uh, the what you just read, I will also publish. I promise people can read it uh, uh, many times if they want. <laughs> uh, so um, we are going to arrange that in the um, uh, social media in the, and in my website. Thank you so very much because I personally, I am very limited. I am a one-man band. And I have my limitations, and one of them is technology. I do not have the time to be on Facebook or WhatsApp or all those uh, all those media. It takes a lot of time, the time that I don't have, and all I I am limited to publishing my transcript to get to people just like you who can help me spread the word uh, in your platform or platforms, because I don't have one of my own other than my my uh, transcripts and subscribing so please to your audience please subscribe to the transcript this is it is the website is very simple the transcripts.org o-r-g that's all it is the transcript.org subscribe and you're going to start receiving every week the transcript uh starting this coming sunday and all the Sundays moving forward. And then as I keep growing and putting videos and podcasts and blah, 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 you can keep getting all that information. But most importantly, subscribe. And when you subscribe, and, and if you don't receive the, 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 the weekly transcript, please go to the spam folder or your promotional folder. You know how it is nowadays. You have to look where they hide it. I might, might say some words that, they don't like it and they put me as a spam. So get me out of spam and put me in your primary uh, mail list. Uh, put me as a contact so that way you will receive the transcript. But uh, for as long as I help in life, you're going to receive them every Sunday. So <laughs> That's a promise. Okay, Francisco, thank you a lot. Thank you and your audience for listening.